Hello and welcome to Story on the Spot. This is a podcast and weekly Facebook show where we read story prompts and then these authors around me on this little video will make up stories on the spot. Uh, my name is Jim Heskett. I'm the arbiter of this experiment. Over there is, to my right, is Nick Learning Marketing Thacker Esquire, which I'm sure some of those words don't apply. There's also Mr. Kevin Tomlinson making the bunny ears <laughs> down below, air quotes. Um, and Mr. R.A. McGee, who is sometimes referred to by Nick, confusingly, as BJ. Because mm. some somewhere in there is R.A.'s real name. Nobody knows what it is. I, nope. I like Rob. how uh, Nick Rob, looks like God of the Sun. to us from like a witness protection program or something. <laughs> oh, is it pronounced raw? It's raw. God of, God of the Sun. I'll go RA, but if you want to call me Ra, I'll answer to it. All right. It's no problem. All right. So let me put up this banner real quick at the beginning. A little bit Hello, of housekeeping. Jack. Get my office chair fixed up a little bit. There we go. So make sure you visit storyonthespot.live to learn more about the show. Now we have the little matter of the week six winner. And I did a deep dive through the comments. Some of them you weren't able to see because it was streamed to a private group. Uh, but the winner... For the first time, is Mr. Nick Thacker. Hey, Nick Thacker. Sink loaded, Nick. Because <laughs> you right. didn't have What's-Your-Face show up. Vote for you every time. <laughs> was... I, don't, I don't even know what that means. Just thinking of RA. <laughs> but hey, guys. So starting off today, I have a surprise. And I didn't oh, have time Lord. to make a graphic for this, but just imagine that there's a flashing siren. It says, lightning round. Wee, 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 lightning round. Because what I'm going to do is I made a little prompt that's sort of a modified Pixar formula. And we are going to go around and we're all going to tell this story. Hmm. So uh, I'm going to participate because I know the first sentence, but I don't know where it's going to go after that. So we'll go me, Nick, Kevin, R.A., right? That's clockwise for everybody. Sure. And so I'm going to say this little prompt, <laughs> then Nick will go next and do a sentence or two. We're just adding on to the same story. Cool. This is like Boy Scouts where you get the fire stick and you pass it around. It's exactly like the fire stick. Maybe we'll call the it the fire stick. stick. Like Mad Libs. So yeah. like, a, like a Pixar prompt, it's once upon a time there was a blank who blank until one day blank. And once upon a time, there was a construction worker who loved cheese until one day all the cheese in his town suddenly disappeared. He didn't know what to do. So the first thought he had was to go to the pet store and buy a rat. Kevin, that's you. I'm, I'm supposed to continue this? You're supposed um, to continue the story. <laughs> and back, back in his home, he attached tiny little nipple suction things to the rat. <laughs> Started Greg Falker enters the modified chat. Modified breast pump and began milking the rat. Because he figured if all the cheese is gone, then I can make some rat cheese and live happily ever after. And at first, everything went well. He was milking the rats, he was learning about pasteurization. But then he noticed his neighbor across the street saw his rat contraption. And we, that part of the story becomes a red herring. And so he goes back to where he takes the rat home from the pet store um, and uses the pet, the rat to find the cheese. Uh, and he finds the cheese at... No, you can't. <laughs> His neighbor's house. 
who had secretly <laughs> stolen all the cheese because he was, in fact, a large rat disguised as a human. Dun, dun, dun. And he knew that the construction worker loved cheese and as uh, vengeance for uh, killing his family during laying the foundation of a sky rise, the Rat King neighbor uh, stole the construction worker's cheese. So with his cheese gone, the neighbor went out into the, or not the neighbor, with his cheese gone, the construction worker went out into the neighborhood to begin um, aligning, to begin recruiting cats to help him find the cheese. The cheese burglar, obviously. The problem was he had heard an old story about herding cats uh, and trying to get the cats all on the same page took a lot longer than expected. And when they all started to begin fighting each other, he ended up in the middle of it, now fighting for his life, trying to get away from uh, many thousands of cats all trying to scratch him to death. And this entire thing is escalating uh, first out into his neighborhood, then the country, then the world, as cat rises against rat in a battle for cheese dominance. But only later do we find out that the construction worker's rat is has actually attained a level of sentience. And uh, he wrote oh, yeah. a code that plays out over the loudspeakers uh, of the town. Instead of tornado warnings, it's a, it's a loudspeaker code that makes the cats turn on each other and uh, try to kill the rat king. But then everybody decided just to go to the next town over and buy some cheese. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I think we could probably stop it there. <laughs> we, got to, we got to the next town over and the guy said, well, you ain't got the cheddar. So you ain't got the cheddar. We got a whole Pied Piper thing that happens. Would you would end, you man. believe that? Mm. Hey oh <laughs> no, that's pretty stinky, man. Uh I like that. Jack Curl had a good title for us, the cheese burglar. Mm. Cheese burglar. All right, so let's go ahead and get into our actual show, the stuff that we're <laughs> really here to do, where I'm going to read well, a story. I just from. used up all my good ideas. So Yeah, Nick's mm. spent. Nick Everything is, is spent. going to be rat-themed from here out. 100%. 100%. <laughs> this story is called Florida Man, Florida Gun. And anyone watching an hour later, leave some comments down below and let us know who you think won each round. The South Florida Sun Sentinel revealed that school districts are struggling to comply with the state's requirement that every school have armed protection. Among recent hiccups, near Orlando, a safe school officer sent her husband a nude video she recorded in a school bathroom while on her lunch break. In Hillsborough County, a school guardian thought her gun was unloaded when she shot through a mirror as she practiced quick drawing in front of it. <laughs> and another officer pawned his service weapon and ballistic vest. His supervisor discovered he was carrying a toy gun in his holster. So this is our first okay. story. If anybody would like to jump up and go first, you can, or I can pick on somebody if nobody volunteers within the next couple of seconds. The Rat Piper of Hamblin. Not a bad title. All mm. right. Nick, you're going to have to go. All right. Um, well, I, I think what we've got here clearly is uh, a case of... <laughs> what trying we to, got trying here? Delay, delay failure. Failure to communicate. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is all just a classic case of um, 
a, a racket of uh, ammunitions manufacturers trying to jack up the price of of weapons ammunition, specifically in this case, the nine millimeter rounds. Um, and the school district has decided that they will not fund um, these officers weaponry. And yet the legislation that was passed by the state says that they have to be funded. So now these officers are trying to find uh, all kinds of different ways to arm themselves without having to actually buy ammunition to arm their weapons. Um, I'll go ahead and take a point. I don't even today. need to finish it. I don't even need to. I mean, you guys, you know where this is going. Obviously, just imagine how awesome it is. Nice. Um, <laughs> all right, RA Kevin, who wants to go next? I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Oh, okay. either way. Um, go ahead. So go ahead, Ra. Go, go at the same time. See what happens. I think it'll probably be better. <laughs> Like two tracks over top of each other. So okay. there was this giant rat. And then the thing about it is, um, <laughs> all right, so I think that uh, if we go back into these officers' pasts, I think that we'll find that uh, an MK Ultra type of uh, scenario where they were all, you know, all of their parents, uh, you know, were exposed to massive amounts of LSD as children. Uh, but the problem is the real MK Ultra Lab uh, had a spinoff. One of the scientists wasn't too happy, uh, and so he moved to Florida. Well, the problem is when you move to Florida, everything goes downhill from there. So he, the scientist, wanted to recreate his own uh, MK Ultra uh, project, but he didn't have you know the LSD wasn't as pure, and there's stuff in the water, and everything just kind of messed up, and so. We have a, a group of, you know, engineered superhumans who are just a little off. So they feel drawn to what uh, uh, jobs where they, you know, they, they provide service, they help people, they protect people, but they're just off. They, they just can't get it right. You know, they just can't get right. And so, you know, it's like uh, the, the, the wrong guys uh, with an armed uh, super team of MK Ultra rejects. So that's what I think it is. All right, MK Ultra rejects. Kevin, I'm going to put this back up here on the screen for just a second. I'll give you a three count and then you launch. Three, two, one, go. What you got for us? Okay, I'm thinking that uh, this is kind of a setup, right? Uh, it turns out that a group has discovered that this this school is directly has been built directly on top of something that they are uh, desperately wanting, uh, maybe some sort of treasure or something like that. Uh, and the only access they could get to it is um, if they were to come in as one of these security folks. So what they're doing is sabotaging the uh, security and uh, making them run through this list. So they slip things into their drinks and and uh, into their food that makes them act crazy. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's RA's LSD, uh, and uh, they're they they they're trying to discredit them and get them thrown out so that they can get their own little security team hired so that they have access to this building after hours so that they can retrieve this object of desire that is buried under the building. Mm, so it's like Blackwater or whatever they're called these days. It's trying to get the contract, but there's actually something hidden underneath the building. Very yeah, interesting. There you go. It's a little dun dun. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just, just, just a little, little bit. bit. Oh, just like dun dun. Just like that. Just the tip of the dun dun. Not it's missing, it's missing the third <laughs> syllable. Just a tip. All right. So this next story I edited 
uh, quite a bit because there were kind of too many names. It was a little confusing, so I've edited it for clarity. Let sleeping cats lie. Lacey, the Norwegian forest cat, is at the center of a heated two-year dispute in Brewerton, New York, that has now gone to the state's highest court. Original owner accuses new owner of refusing to let Lacey sleep in bed with her, a key provision that original owner says was in the adoption agreement both parties signed previously. According to the lawsuit, original owner regularly visited Lacey in her new home after the adoption and found the cat to be, quote, skittish and fearful and became very upset after new owner's husband allegedly admitted, we don't let Lacey sleep with us. <sighs> By late last year, tensions had increased to the point that new owner complained to the sheriff's office and had her lawyer send original owner a letter ordering her to stop contacting her. Original owner's lawsuit accuses new owner of breach of contract, <clears throat> lying about her intention to let Lacey sleep in her bed, and demands the cat's return. So what we have here is a classic tale of uh, somebody putting provisions on the sale. Oh, we just lost somebody. We just lost Kevin. Hopefully he'll come back putting provisions on the sale, but then the new owners aren't keeping up with it and not letting the cat sleep in the bed. Won't somebody think of the poor uh, Norwegian forest cats? Uh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I got something. I can go first again here, if that's all right. Yeah, go right ahead, Nick. Please. I I think we do have what is a classic. I mean, everybody knows Norwegian forest cats are the prime cat you use uh, when you are looking to off an enemy um, because they're they're easily to be they're easy to train. Assassin um, cats. They can, they're they're basically assassin cats. Yeah, you can train them, um, and they're they're very very um, nimble with their claws, um, and they're just they make perfect murder weapons. So what happened is actually the original owner um, has marked the new owner as a target that they want they want to knock off, and they're using the Norwegian forest cat Lacey to do it. Now Lacey's ready to go. Lacey is um, primed to kill, um, and she knows her target. But the problem is they won't let her in the room at night, which is exactly how she was trying to kill the um, the the new owner. Um, and so the original owner, in order to make the case be more about um be more believable essentially they they take her to small claims court um and uh and and you know we go from there but that's that's the basis of the story it's, cl it's classic norwegian forest cat murder that's yeah it's true it's the same true. story you've heard time and time again time, time and time again i mean the tale is old as time blank the norwegian forest cat oh okay uh, we, obviously we got an assassin story on our i know story. where this is going <laughs> <laughs> Heard it once, I heard it a thousand times. Ari or um, Kevin, I'll go next. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go next. Kevin just popped back on. So I'm, I'm reading um, the thing. I I'm think, sorry. yeah, right on. Um, well, I think that this ties into the Rat King's story. Um, I think that what the, the dueling owners don't realize is that <clears throat> Lacey has had a, a transformative life event. You know, when she left the old owner. Everything was fine, but then she got caught up in the call of the Rat King, and she was part of, you know, the gigantic melee and just the death and destruction over the Rat Cheese and the Rat King and the construction worker. And, uh, you know, as it does, you know, so often, uh, you know, with people returning from battle, uh, you know, it's kind of scarred her a little bit. And so she's experiencing a, a form of cat PTSD. And so she's essentially, you know, a different, a changed animal. 
And so she doesn't want to sleep in the bed with the new owners. Uh, but the old owner doesn't understand that, you know, that she doesn't understand that the new owners are doing the best they can for Lacey. You know, she's skittish and fearful. Uh, it said in the, in the, in the, the article. And uh, that's just because of the trauma that she's experienced. And so, you know, our uh, story would involve Lacey going on a journey to kind of get the last of the rat Kings, you know, programming, you know, out of her mind and stuff and uh, have a nice arc where she, you know, comes back and, uh, is back to being the healthy, happy cat uh, that everyone loves. And, uh, you know, so Lacey's just having a hard time right now. All right. Extra, extra love for tying it back into the Rat King story. Everybody deserves a, an extra point if you can tie any future story back into the Rat King. Well, I tie all my stories into all my other stories. I feel like I get extra points every week. Yeah. All right, Kevin, have you had time to think yeah. of something? Yes, I got something. Uh, so... Uh, it, Lacey the cat is actually a familiar and uh, the previous owner is something of a, a sort of a, a version of a succubus okay the owner uh, feeds off of the life force of anyone that sleeps in the same bed as this cat so that was part of the arrangement and this this previous owner has been around for uh, hundreds and hundreds of years uh, sold her soul to the devil as it were uh, for eternal life but the cost was she had constantly had to feed on someone each night so every night that this cat doesn't sleep in the same bed as the new owner the old owner basically goes hungry so that's at the the crux of this is she's trying to get the cat back into that person's bed and it has to be that bed on that spot that that house always ends up reverting back to uh, this previous owner so Every few years, they, she finds a new victim until the cat drains them dry. And you look back at the history of this, and all the previous owners have died of weird illnesses, like you know, cancers and, and things like that. So this has been going on for a long while. Now we're finally starting to see the truth. Very nice. I like that one. The, like the skeleton key, but with so the skeleton cat. The skeleton cat. Skeleton cat. The familiar. That's what this story would be called. <laughs> All right, everybody, let us know in the comments which of those prompts, which of those pitches you like the best. And now we're going to move on to our next story, Getting Squirrely in the Attic. And this one definitely has an accent. But since it's an Oklahoma accent, I don't know if you could call it bad because that's where I'm from. But I am going to lay it on a little thick probably for this. An Oklahoma City homeowner, home, home, homeowner hearing noises. Is that the accent? That's the accent. He can't read. Yeah, we don't. He can't read. He became illiterate. So that's an Oklahoma accent. Oklahoma accent to me. Yeah. It got real meta there for a second. (laughs) An Oklahoma City homeowner hearing noises in his attic suspected squirrels might have gotten in, but when he went to expect, he found instead a drunk man lying on a mattress. The unnamed homeowner homeowner (laughs) called nine one one and reported a stranger in my house. I have a gun on him right now. Police responding to the call told reporters there was actually somebody that appeared to have taken a residence in the attic for some time. And the home has a staircase that goes up the side with attic access. The homeowner escorted the squatter at gunpoint to the driveway where officers were waiting. Who would like to be the first to pitch us a story about the drunk guy in the attic that turned out not to be squirrels? I I think I'm up, right? Or I can be up. I don't think you've gone first. I have not gone first. So uh, this is uh, a case of, I don't think you can call it lycanthropy. It's whatever the version of a squirrel turning into a human would be. 
but this this is a this was a squirrel. The owner of the house was right, but the squirrel retreats to this uh, this residence each evening and falls asleep and becomes a human to sleep off his day of of squirreling about and uh, consuming the nuts of others or other trees, we'll say. Um, and so now that he's been found out, though, they take him to that jail, and the next morning he reverts back into a squirrel and escapes. And now he, we're on the hunt for this guy. His squirrel canthropy. Squirrel canthropy. <laughs> if anybody's wondering where the uh, if anybody's wondering where the birds are coming from, uh, Kevin is is coming to us live from the great outdoors right now. That's why you hear the, the fantastic out. Then from the, there goes somebody who wants us to know how big his penis is right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nick or Ra, who is going to be next up to tackle this story? Uh, I, I'll go. I'll I go. like I'll how Douglas, Douglas Pratt caught on to my gag, by the way. So I think that uh, <clears throat> I think that this is book two of the Rat King saga. I'm going deep on the Rat King today, man. It's in my head. <laughs> Double down the Rat King. I'm going deep, 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 deep. Balls deep. Oh, um, all right, so I'm going deep on the Rat King today. I think that this is uh, this is a sequel. Okay, I think that the uh, the Rat King knows that uh, you know his army, his legion of, of cat followers are out there. And, uh, you know, the cats like uh, like uh, Laney or Lacey or whatever, you know, they're trying to get their life back together. And so he is uh, <laughs> he's uh, wait a minute. I can get there. Hold on. The I'm just staying with a friend back. right now. till I get things back together? Hopefully. Yeah, exactly. He, he's trying to get things back together. And so uh, he's hiding out in uh, this top attic. And what he's doing is, uh, you know, the cats didn't really work out. And so he wants to still dominate the whole town and, and get all the cheese. And so now he's training squirrels. So he's like the master splinter of the squirrel set, you know? So he's got all these little squirrels in the attic and he's teaching them all sorts of ninja techniques and thievery. And um, when the homeowner hears things, it's because there really are squirrels upstairs. And, uh, you know, when he walks the, the, the Rat King out of there at gunpoint, the Rat King goes to jail. Uh, but the squirrel's first big mission uh, with their training wheels off is to break the rat king out so they sneak down to the jail they break him out you know it's real cool they're all stacking on top of each other and picking locks and stuff and they get him out and uh you know they're uh they're on his team trying to usher in the cheese apocalypse <laughs> cheese apocalypse the next book is going to be the squirrel with the dragon tattoo it's possible squirrel monger yeah. <laughs> All right, Kevin. I'm, uh, wait, who's left? Me. That's Nick. Nick. All right. Mwah. All right. Um, it's giving me some time to think, so I'm pretty sure I'm coming at you with the actual answer here. I mean, classic, classic story is what we're dealing with of uh, time travel. Um, we've got a guy who is actually going back in time and collecting geniuses. This is a story idea I had a long time ago. This is actually just the the news version of uh, of my story. Um, and this. It's not cheating. You're cheating, cheater. Um, yeah, squirrel with the dragon tattoo. I like that. I guess I cut out. Um, this time traveler is going back to convince geniuses to come to his time to solve a big world problem. 
um, that's going on in the future. Now, because um, the universe it is known that the universe absolutely hates cats, um, the way to go back in time is to um, basically target a cat back in history. And the time machine will replace the molecules of the cat with his body. That's how this time machine works. Um, and so he goes back, you know, Einstein um, has a cat and, you know, he goes back and replaces the cat um, and uh, is able to go back in time and talk to Einstein and convince him to join him in the future. Well, he tries to do this, but on the way back, um, what he thinks are cats are actually squirrels. So there are squirrels in this guy's attic. Um, and the time traveler targets these squirrels thinking they're cats or a cat um, and everything gets all discombobulated and he ends up in this guy's attic um, instead of in the future where he's supposed to be. So now he's stuck in this uh, past time, which is modern day, uh, trying to get back to the future, but he doesn't actually have the, the, the ability to target a cat in the future now because he wasted it on you know, the cat in the past. Title, The Squirrel of My Dreams. <laughs> okay, guys, we got time for one more story. Here we go. This is... This is similar to one we've done in the past, but it's got a little twist on it. <clears throat> Weed Whacker. Ypsilanti, Michigan police were called to an apartment complex where they found a 23-year-old man smoking a cigarette and pressing a bloody towel to his side. The man told officers his partner, 28-year-old Nala, had attacked him with a 21-inch samurai sword because he didn't buy her any marijuana. The attack resulted in multiple stab wounds to the man's arms and torso, and one of his lungs had collapsed, according to police. He could still smoke, though. Tracked down at her apartment, Nala later claimed to have no memory of the incident. Police found in Nala's apartment a still bloodstained 21-inch katana sword on her bedroom floor. Oh, Jack Curl says so long, and thanks for all the squirrels. Well done. I like that one. Squirrel, please. <laughs> okay who wants to uh uh lead us off on our last story for weed whacker so hey, up. Yeah, yeah i don't think i've gone first yet okay so i think that uh this is a case of uh there being a new uh pharmaceutical product on the street all right i think that the people uh that this young man is uh buying his weed from are uh, testing out a new form of mind control. And so they're lacing the weed uh, with this mind control agent. And that when he gives the weed to Nala, uh, she gets, you know, the mental suggestion uh, to kill, right? So it's, it's, a, it's a pharmaceutical lab that's trying to create a, a better soldier uh, for a privatized uh, war fighters. And so she gets the impression to kill. And so she just tries to kill him with anything that she can. And the reason why he didn't buy her any weed is because, you know, the last time that he bought her weed and she smoked it, she tried to bash his head in with a meat tenderizer. So he's starting to get hip to the fact that when she smokes, this, things aren't good for me. You know what I mean? Like she's hot, but she's crazy. And this is a problem. You know what I mean? So he didn't uh, buy her any weed but unbeknownst to him, she still had a little bit left. And so she went and she smoked it. And, uh, you know, her suggestion was to kill. So she got the sword and she came after him. And so our, uh, you know, our, our stoner hero, our high hero, 
is going to uh, start to uncover, you know, why is this weed so powerful and, you know, where is it coming from? And, you know, he'll flip his way up the chain and, and finally uh, do what he can because, you know, eventually Nala's uh, mental faculties are going to start declining, you know, as she's getting this uh, this drug more and more. And so it becomes a race to to basically save her mind uh, as he's trying to to save the woman that he loves, irrespective of the fact that she stabbed him with a with a samurai sword. Very nice. Nick, Kevin, who wants to uh, be in the middle of the sandwich? Mm, I'll mm. be the sandwich. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, oh, I win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, what we got here is a classic uh, Yakuza mystery. Uh, Yakuza, however you pronounce it, uh, thriller. Uh, like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith ninja style. Um, you've got uh, Nala, who is taking on a case, uh, and her, her, her boy toy, who's also taking on a case. And what they don't realize is that. Um, uh, you know, instead of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, a better example would be like the first uh, Amber Clark mystery um, by Jim Heskett and Nick Thacker, uh, where she's taking a case that somebody else is also taking on and they clash and end up killing or trying to kill each other. And so she stabs him with the sword. Um, now he's obviously a badass because he's smoking a cigarette with a collapsed lung. And so he's no, no stranger to danger. Uh, and so when the cops come and ask, he's got to come up with a cool, you know, uh, you know, she was just trying to, uh, she, I didn't buy her weed. Something easy that he could say that the cops would believe to just keep him running. Um, but really what's going on here is, is he's trying to find his, his estranged uh, girlfriend now who tried to kill him. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I'm being pretty liberal with the dun-dun-dun today. Yeah, I, you want, are. I want everyone to feel good. <laughs> just everybody <laughs> gets one now. Hey. Town bicycle. Dun-dun <laughs> for you. Dun-dun for you. You get a dun-dun. You get a dun-dun. You get a done done. All right, Kevin Tomlinson, you are the last person to pitch the last story of the day. What do you have to say about Weed Whacker? Okay. Uh, this is a case of, of deep cover sleeper agents. And this guy, the smoker guy, the single lung guy, he is actually on the hunt for these people. Now, his orders are uh, to uh, find them and get them off the streets, but not to kill them. Uh, he, they need to preserve them. But his, his role in this is he's got to track these folks down, and then he initiates their programming with a key word or something. And in this case, uh, you know, it's something related to marijuana. It's probably paraphernalia or something like that, right? And she becomes active, and he's trying to uh, basically deactivate her when she manages to get her hands on a samurai sword and attack him. So he needs to get her off the streets though, before the real bad guys come along and activate her. Now that he's found her and they're going to try to deprogram her later. So his tactic is to have her arrested. Uh, so she's held temporarily just before this big event happens where all the sleeper agents in this area would be activated. So he's taking sleeper agents off the street. Very nice. All right, everyone. Um, make sure you vote in the comments about who you think wins, and we'll announce the winner of this episode next week. So you got to come back. You got to come back to find out how your favorite author did. I'm going to put this banner up here. Please visit storyonthespot.live because that's where you can find out more about the show. You can also visit our websites. It's jimheskett.com, kevintumlinson.com, nickthacker.com, and rawmcgee.com. 
Uh, if you like the show, support our authors by buying their books. And um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll see you again next week. Peace out.